Hey everybody, welcome to Robbins 365. It's day number 1707. It's the day after my meeting of Barack Obama. And I wanted to give you a bit of an insight into, uh, you know, what went on at the event. If you want to hear a little bit more, maybe from a different perspective, uh, you can have a listen to episode 848 called A Night with a President. President Obama, that's on the Mental Toughness and Body Show. I talk about a behind-the-scenes uh, kind of uh, uh, look at the at the event, and you know, I'll just cover the uh, some of the some of the things that I encountered um, uh, through the evening. So we had to go through quite a bit of uh, security checks prior to the event and being able to, I guess, have some, some pre-approval done before you could even get to the, uh, you know, the event because if you came up as being a high risk or something, then obviously you wouldn't be able to go in. Um, the, so then going there, you go through metal detectors. Uh, it's pretty seamless. I mean, we, the, the VIP... You know, cocktail event and meet and greet of the president was a few hours prior to the uh, time when everybody else was coming in. So it made VIP entry quite quite seamless. There was only a hundred people that all were uh, permitted at this VIP event, and so you go through metal detectors. Then you have to have a COVID test, and like I could bore you with all the details there, but. Um, it could have been organised better, let's just put it that way. Um, obviously, COVID negative. I actually didn't see anyone that was uh, having to, to leave. Um, so, no COVID negative people from what I could... Uh, sorry, COVID positive people from what I could gather. Uh, I'm hoping that was the case for everybody because uh, that would be really disappointing. Uh, we were supposed to have a temperature check. I never had a temperature check unless we walked through somewhere that uh, flagged whether you had a temperature. Uh, not sure, but anyway, that's um, that was that. Uh, then we uh, went to the cocktail event, which was behind. Like you went into the stadium, but it was under the under the the stairs, if you like, which sounds really dodgy, but. Uh, they've got this nice um, bit at the end. Imagine uh, the the rows of seats in a stadium, how they go up. Well, underneath, uh, at the back of, of one end, uh, they've got, uh, they've appointed very nicely. It's like a, a bar area, which is obviously a VIP area that they have closed off during, uh, you know, certain stadium events. It's only certain people get access to it. And, you know, they've done a nice job. It was, like, really good quality food. Um, and there was plenty of it by the end of the night. There was a... I was turning away food because I felt like I was now overeating. Um, but it was it was really good, like, gourmet quality first-class food. Uh, really nice. And uh, so in going to that, what I enjoy is, you know... The, it's, it's hard. Once you've done a VIP-type experience, it's hard to go back. Sorry, just having a drink of a smoothie. Um, I say hard to go back because you, you get all the finer things. You know, you get to see behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. And in this particular case, 
uh, we got to uh, walk down into the stadium before anyone else was there and I took um, I took a couple of photos uh, I, I don't know maybe 10,000 people I'm not exactly sure how many fit into that stadium uh, but really cool so you get to go walk down onto the main floor and then go to the VIP event you know had uh, some good food good conversation there and then uh, the whole photo experience is definitely an experience if you've ever I've been through heaps of these uh, like photo cues with the celebrities and so forth but obviously never with the president and so you can imagine the security is pretty intense they took us down in batches of 20 now I was actually number three so they give you numbers and I was number three out of the hundred uh, that was uh, to have their photo taken just in the right place at the right time um, so that was pretty cool and so you have to you know empty all your pockets and all that take anything in no keys nothing so you're, you're holding nothing uh, you go in I you can hear his voice you can't see anything so they they design it so that it's very much you you just see the person uh, for a moment you can't be ogling for like half an hour while you wait for your photo or anything it's like a series of zigzags with like these were black curtains and it's all super hush hush and there's a very imposing security guy there that looks like he's well over six foot and he's about six foot wide uh, not smiling wearing sunglasses like man you don't need sunglasses inside here um, anyway uh, a very imposing looking fellow and uh, so I'm third up uh, so I go in I see him he's very welcoming um, very very warm and he, he stepped forward with his hand extended um, gave him a nice firm handshake um, he asked me what my name was as he was doing that and I said oh thank you uh, lovely to meet you um, uh, go in for a photo because it happens very quickly you know you only have a, a few seconds but because I've done this so many times before I know the drill I know when to smile all that kind of stuff otherwise the photo's crap and you can't use it uh, and he he was longer uh, than they normally are and um, uh, you know so he put put his arm around me I put my arm around him and because you're not you're not really sure some people are very very specific no touching, standing a certain distance, etc. Uh, you know, they might have a little X on the floor or something. They didn't do any of that. And the photographer said, look over here. I think they took a, a couple of photos. You get one of them. <clears throat> so I guess they take a little look at the best one, maybe. And so hopefully get that in a couple of days. It, it, uh, it should be a, a nice one. And, uh, you know, then you leave the room. And, you know, I waited for the, the friend I was with. And then we went down uh, to our seats. And so they direct you down uh, through the backstage. So by this stage, the whole stadium is full. Everybody else is is there. They're essentially waiting for the VIP. They don't know what's going on, but they're essentially waiting for the VIP experience to to take place, and uh, waiting for the the president to uh, come out and um, we get led through the backstage uh, which is pretty cool you get to see uh, you get to see all that and uh, you know what's going on behind the behind the stage and, 
and stuff then you get led out to your seat not on our way to our seat they give us a like a gourmet uh, box of basically uh, like a, an evening snuff, supper kind of thing with uh, like fancy cheese and fruit and nuts and stuff in it it's very nicely done and then when we get to our seats so we're in the very front row um, have an opportunity to look around see the full stadium say wow wouldn't it be great to speak on this stage uh, with a, a, a stadium filled with people like this so it's so cool and anyway so you get to your seat and we've got fancier seats than everybody else as in yes prime location front row but they're they're super padded luxurious uh, kind of seats not like your normal plastic ones that you get in the stadiums like wow there's some fancy pants I almost felt like that reclined they're very very comfortable they've it's got a drink holder there's a can of drink in there which was like sparkling mineral mineral water and then there's um, like a gift pack there which includes uh, which is just for the VIPs which has got his book which is like 701 pages um, it's got Oh, some other stuff. I had a notepad and pen, which I didn't realise till I got home today. Otherwise, I would have used it because we would, you know, you couldn't take anything in. So I'm like typing some notes on my phone with a finger and stuff. I would have much rather have taken notes. And uh, yeah, I know a couple of other things in there. Um, so it's really cool. And then so he comes out. Sorry, I'm just going to have another drink. Hold on. Hmm. Tastes good. He comes out. And he's being interviewed. So you could tell that that was going to happen because they had the seats set up on the stage. And thought, okay, well, it's an interview style. It's easier for him rather than... Because he doesn't have to prepare a speech or, or anything like that. And all the questions he was being asked were, well, yeah, politically correct. He was interviewed by Julie Bishop, who was the, the four-month Liberal government... Uh, foreign minister I think uh, so they knew each other um, you know, I thought she did a, a good job but there were just no hard hitting questions, nothing that was going to get him into strife or anything like that, it was all all pretty low key uh, but he's a good speaker, inspirational and just uh, giving you an insight into you know what happens in world politics and some of the experiences he had dealing with some of the world leaders, talking about Russia, Ukraine, now China, things like that, and him giving him perspective on you know his experience with you know, those leaders and previous leaders in the past, and and what you realise pretty quickly is that all these people, including the president, they're just normal people. Okay, they're in positions of power, they do some extraordinary things, but they are just normal people. You know, I shook his hand, he's not a robot, he's a normal person. Um, you know, I've met lots of very famous people, and when you understand and listen to them, you have an opportunity to ask them questions, you realise they're just human, and they're vulnerable, and a lot of the time they just want to have a conversation, think about it. So like the President... Everybody, say, wants a photo with him, like, think over the years. Wants a photo with him, wants uh, a little bit of time with him, a photo, uh, uh, you know, just a hello or a handshake or something like that. And uh, people always wanting to be, say, politically correct around him and and that kind of stuff. It's like you don't get the hard-hitting conversations and he doesn't get to have a very deep conversation with many people. He gets to have snippets of conversations with 
or make comments at people um, over and over and over constantly throughout days and at these different things that he might have to go to to open something or present something. He has to do a speech that's written by someone else. Uh, you know, that, that would be really hard. You're not having a meaningful conversation. I'm sure you would develop a, a hunger for that. You, you would miss that opportunity. He spoke about uh, doing these town hall things where he would travel around the country. And so what they would mean is he, he might go to a, uh, you know, a community town hall and he would invite the kids to be there, the youth. Because he said they would ask him different questions. And he'd be able to engage more rather than, in his words, just having conversations with geriatric people all day. Uh, so, uh, quite interesting. Uh, really enjoyed it. And, you know, I went for the branding experience. I went to have the photo. I didn't expect to hear anything that I either hadn't heard before or couldn't find on YouTube or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was inspirational being in the room. Uh, inspirational being able to meet, touch, have a photo with him, put my arm around him. It's like, how cool is that? Like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get that close to a uh, to a president. I'm sure if it was someone like Donald Trump, you'd be standing next to him. He wouldn't be touching you or, or anything like that. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was good. And just look, hearing uh, some of his stories about... Um, you know, the policies that he, he wanted to get past, the struggles, the challenges with uh, their judicial, uh, not judicial system, their um, government system over there and how hard it is to get change and his highlight, his lowlights, things like that. Um, his high, well, I'll tell you, his highlight, he said, was Obamacare, getting that in place. And, uh, look, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I've heard people really bag it, but essentially... It sounds like uh, the entire population of Australia, so around 30 million people in the US now get health cover that previously didn't have it, so that's significant, that's like 10% of their population. And the low light, he said, was just not being able to achieve any sort of gun reform. And he said after one of the, the worst mass shootings over in the US that he had to, while he was sitting as sitting president, he, he went and met with parents and, and so forth and he's telling us about like six-year-old kids that have been killed and even that wasn't enough to have people sitting in government to say, yeah, we need to achieve change here. They just, they just think very different, differently to uh, my country here in Australia and I'm grateful for the, the changes that we had here, like John Howard, he was the, the Prime Minister at the time when um, the Port Arthur massacre happened here down in Tasmania. And from that event, that is what triggered the gun laws and the abolition of, of essentially uh, guns and only licensed weapons for, and there's going to be certain criteria uh, that they, they need to be, and you've got to have the you know, weapons, uh, sorry, the of the, the, the trigger or I don't know, the firing mechanism or something like that has got to be kept separately the ammunition has to be kept separately it, it has to be a police uh, sorry, it has to be a, a proper gun safe, the police uh, come and check it once uh, I don't know, 
a year or whatever, they actually come around. And how do I know that? Because they came to my door and they said, I'm here to check your gun safe. And I said, I don't own a gun. I said, well, I'm here to, here to see your gun safe. I need to come in. I'm like, I don't have a gun. You must have the wrong address. No, it's here. Just now I'm going to have another drink. to him look I don't know what to tell you I said I don't have a gun safe you got nothing to inspect and then he said oh just hang on a second and then he looked at his paperwork uh, and then he told me uh, that he said oh no it's the you know whatever my house number is he said oh no it's yeah this number which was three up from mine it's like okay it's so terrific so now he just told me that you know a couple of doors down there's somebody that's got a gun and I guess you would be surprised perhaps the number of people that do have guns because they're allowed to have guns for hunting and, and that kind of stuff I, I just don't get it we just have a different culture here anyway he said that was one of his his low lives and you know low lights uh, sorry I'm struggling with my words low lights not low lives so highlights and low light and, um, yeah, I think he spoke for about 90 minutes, 75 to 90 minutes. It went pretty quickly. Uh, but, yeah, really enjoyed the evening. The biggest challenge was probably then getting out of the car park, uh, which was an absolute nightmare. But once you're on the freeway, it was fine. Three lots of road works on the way home. Uh, anyway, uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, the evening. And so I will close with this. When you have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something, I just so strongly encourage you to do it uh, because it will have such a, a deep and meaningful impact. Uh, you you can't take everything with you. You know, you move house, you can't take the house with you. You move, uh, you know, you lose things, uh, you know, you, your belongings and so forth. You can't take, always take them with you, but you can always take your memories with you and the experiences and it's things like this, like meeting the president. Uh, you know, I think back to all the people that I've met now, and it's like, wow, this is certainly a highlight, a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to meet someone uh, like the US president. So, um, you know, the opportunity came up. I jumped at it, and I'm, I'm glad that I did, and I'm grateful for my, my mind space to say, do you know what? This opportunity didn't exist. And you can go back and listen uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before I was talking about how the opportunity to meet the president came up. And if it wasn't for me taking action, uh, I never would have known that the opportunity to meet him and have a photo with him even existed because it was not advertised. And it's only because I reached out to the organisers to say, I'm after this. Is that something that you could arrange? And then they rang me and we had a conversation and made it happen. So... Uh, pretty cool pretty cool stuff so yeah those once in a lifetime things you've got to do them you've got to do them yeah you have to invest in them but hey they will stay with you forever you will never forget that but you will forget certain things that you bought over time and at the time you pardon me you thought oh yeah I needed that and then there'll be a point in your life where you don't ever remember it but you'll always remember an experience like this so that's my advice. Anyway, I'm on the way to the hospital. Uh, stay safe, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.